If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! I think that's one of the things that really joins all of us together is that no matter what experience we all have had, we all have had this experience. We all have had the COVID experience. And I think that really makes this moment a truly human moment. Welcome once again to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and that is Nemours pediatric audiologist Tammy Rigner, reflecting on the concept that the COVID-19 pandemic has united us in a shared human experience, a prolonged experience that has touched everybody in some way, replete with vast wells of love and loss, success and failure, loneliness and isolation, life and death. The kinds of shared experiences that help to change, foster, and grow the relationships we have with family, friends, and colleagues. But let's go back for just a moment to the pre-pandemic period, early 2020, when Tammy's team found themselves busy. We were busy. We had kids streaming through the doors. We were testing all the time. We were fitting hearing aids and doing central auditory tests. We were always working. So there was not a time for really sitting down. You're just always doing things. You're going on the floor or you're in a booth or you're working on a report. You're just constantly going. Yet on March 13th, 2020, it all just stopped. We shut down right away, actually. And it was funny because starting off, we heard all these trickles of what was coming through the news of this particular disease and this virus. And we're all starting to talk about it. And you can see the anxiety starting to increase in the general population, but also amongst ourselves. Like, what does this mean? We've never experienced anything like this. What kind of impact is this going to have? Do we wear masks? Do we not wear masks? What are we cleaning? So you start to see this anxiety starting to increase right before we shut down and this concern. And it was a concern because it was out of our realm of experience. Initially, it was a scrambling of what are we supposed to do? Audiology is not a work from home type of discipline. You have to be up close and personal with your patients. You are in a booth. That booth is a small enclosed space. The ventilation is okay, but you're still in a small enclosed space similar to an elevator, and you're very close to your patient. A lot of your patients aren't going to be able to wear masks. So the concern is, what do you do with that? How do you interact with that patient, provide care, and still be able to do that? And it took a couple of weeks to really start to see what that might look like. There was a lot of discussion with senior administration, with our director and manager, discussion amongst the group. 
What is the comfort level of everybody? What is this going to look like? And then the question of, is PPE even going to be available? Because if you recall at that time, there was such a scramble for Santa Claus and PPE and what is too much? What is not enough? So it took two weeks to really start to grasp the full ramifications of what COVID was going to look like in a clinical setting for us. We were fortunate that we were able to take some continuing education time while we were working on some projects. And then our managers had decided how we were going to slowly kind of come back into the clinic. We all had rotations. Some of my colleagues had some serious medical concerns that kept them out of the clinic. Those of us who did not and were willing decided that we would take that rotation for them. So about half of our clinic came back at the time and we would also do labor pool. The labor pool was put in for anybody who wanted to work would then be put into this pool of people. And depending on maybe somebody in EVS or another particular area might need personnel, they would pull us and put us into that pool of employees. And we would work in a position that was not typically our job. It was a few hundred people, my understanding is. I don't know the exact number, but it was a large pool of people who wanted to get back in and needed to work because you also needed to be paid. I mean, some of the people in labor pool may have been non-exempt or workers that actually were hourly and needed that coverage. They needed that pay. So it was important. We were doing a lot of different things. There was a donation drop-off site. So I worked the donation drop-off site. I worked with EVS to clean. Obviously, we were not outside the realm of our scope. It was things that you needed to make sure people could do, but we were working jobs that were outside of audiology. So several of us at any given time were doing labor pool and also seeing patients. So I can tell you that I cleaned the atrium with all my heart, but atrium was really clean. And I do thank Lisa, the person who helped me from Sodexo, because she taught me everything I needed to know to clean an atrium. I just felt like we all had to do our part and it was a scary time. I wasn't maybe as afraid and I was able to do it. So if I was able to do it, I felt like it was important to do. I know that wasn't the case for a lot of my colleagues. And so I kind of felt that that was a challenge I felt like I could do on their behalf. For me, what was difficult is I'm in healthcare. I'm considered essential. My husband is in law enforcement. He was considered essential. The challenge was we have people that we take care of who we're trying not to bring COVID into our home environment while we're constantly exposed in our work environment. And that was challenging. But then we also had the other part of it, which is you're trying to live daily life and still make everything work. And it's just four times harder when COVID's there. Going to the grocery store, you can't even bring your groceries in without scrubbing everything down because you didn't know at the time what COVID was doing. You didn't understand the full degree of the virus at that time. And then if you have children, your concern is, what are you exposing your child to? What are you potentially bringing back into your work environment? Those things are really the personal experience of COVID that I think all of us can 
can find together, that we have that experience together. But it's challenging when you have two people who are incredibly exposed to COVID and you're worried and you're scared. We have a complicated home life in that my mother-in-law lives with us and she is elderly with COPD. And I have a five-year-old, he's now five at the time he was four. And I have also two stepchildren, one of whom lives with us. He's an adult and he actually works. So he was considered an essential worker as well. He was trying to work during this period. We also have our oldest daughter who was pregnant at the time. So we have a lot of experiences with COVID making things a lot more complicated. We have a child who's working in a public environment. We have a child who's at school and we have a grandchild on the way who we don't know what's happening with COVID and pregnancy. So I can tell you that from the child experience or on a personal level, we had a lot that we were dealing with. And deal with it, she did, by taking care of herself first, both physically and mentally. It's funny because mental health is a really important aspect of self-care. And I'm not embarrassed to say this. I actually advocate for it quite openly, but I have been in therapy for many years. It's something that I consider part of my own self-care. I have a wonderful therapist. My psychologist is an amazing doctor. Sometimes I feel like if I don't talk to her, I'm missing talking to my friend over coffee. She's just that important to my life. And I found that in keeping with therapy with her, really helped put a lot of things in perspective. I'm the kind of person who, if you're going to lay down a challenge, I'm going to do it. I'm going to not keep anything from keeping me back. And I feel so strongly about helping other people through their own trials, through their own suffering, that part of that also is what drives me. The need to make sure other people are okay, that they're having success, that they're lives are better. And if I can do something to make that better, then that's what I'm going to do. I think that drive along with taking care of my own mental health, those two things really helped me get through some of those major stressors of COVID. In addition to support from family, friends, and her personal health care providers, such as her therapist, Tammy felt supported by Nemours, especially the constant flow of information provided to her by the organization. Information was important. I think it was really important to constantly let us know what was happening, anything that was maybe a rumor that may not have been true to address it right away. So information was key. Getting us back to some sense of normalcy was also important because everything was so abnormal, helping us find the normal, helping us find that piece where we could still carry on daily life was really critical. And seeing my patients was a huge part of that. Being able to see those kids and to come back and just really appreciate the things that I took for granted. I forgot what it was like to listen to parents argue with their kids about really normal stuff. And you forget how much you miss that. You miss the, oh yeah, they're being a teenager. Or my baby's decided that he's going to do X, Y, and Z. And what do I do with that? Those are wonderful things that I missed. And I was so glad to have it back, to to really have that. We had a rotation of approximately, we would go once every one to two weeks, we would come in. And then we were really back to full-time 
where the majority of us were back probably by the 1st of June. So there was a good period of time where we were not seeing each other and not seeing our patients. Now, we were working a lot on process improvement because my manager and my director in particular thought, hey, there's a lot of things we wanted to improve in our program. And there is a built in amount of time here where now we can do that. Normally, when you're seeing patients, you don't have time to do process improvement. So they said, Let's make lemonade out of lemons. Let's go ahead and take care of this at this moment. So we did a lot of projects to improve our process. We took those opportunities when we weren't seeing patients on our day, when we weren't in labor pool, we were working from home online all day, just working through. We were talking to each other and we were interacting with each other, but we weren't seeing each other. You just forget how much you enjoy seeing people. The first day I saw one of my colleagues after all this had happened and it had been weeks I was never so happy I can tell you when I saw her face it was masked but I saw her from across the hall and I thought I am so happy to see you I wish I could run up and hug you right now and you could see that same look from her where she was just oh I just am so happy to see a familiar face and it's you and we know each other and we have this shared moment, it was really so heartfelt and just true. That would have been Stacy, my colleague, Stacy Simkowski. When I saw her, I can honestly say, I said, Stacy, I've never been so happy to see a face in my life and your face is the best ever. We're the train that keeps going. We're not gonna stop. And it's not going to stop us. We're just going to keep moving through. I talk a little bit about people having these challenges that are four times more intense because of COVID. I had a child who needed to have some PCIT, some parent-child interaction therapy. He was four. He's active. He's got some challenges. And I wanted to be proactive. How do you be proactive in this moment? where you can't really get in touch with anyone, that you're not able to take your child somewhere to help. And so I had this PCIT therapist who worked with us and she said, look, we're going to do this outside the box. I'm not used to doing this this way, but we're going to try this virtually and we're going to keep adapting. That was really important because that's what we're all doing. We are constantly adapting and finding a way that it's not going to keep us from doing what we need to do. Yes, some things are inhibited and there are obstacles, but you know what? I cannot believe the amount of ingenuity I have seen from people. The resilience that everyone around me, even though we're suffering and we're struggling and it's just some days too much, we get back up, we say the next day, I'm going to try again, and we keep going. That is amazing. And I see that in everyone, in my personal life, in my work life. I see that every day in Nemours. I think that's where we need to be. We need to be moving on. You're not going to beat me. You're not going to put me down. I am going to find the way. Tammy Rigner is a pediatric audiologist based at the AI DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington, Delaware. Tammy shared her COVID-19 story as part of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast, and we are truly grateful. Now it's your turn. 
We're collecting your COVID-19 stories to share with your fellow associates, the public, and as part of the historic record of this historic pandemic. To set up an interview for yourself or a group of your fellow associates, email podcast at namores.org. That's podcast at namores.org. The Nemours podcast is available on Nemoursnet and the Nemours Now app, as well as your favorite podcast app and your smart speaker. As always, it's free for streaming and download. Please do subscribe and share with your fellow associates. Thanks to our production team, Deborah Griffin, Peter Adebi, and Savannah Pettit. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. On behalf of Tammy Rigner, I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next time, please stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do for the children we serve. <laughs>